If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Welcome back, everyone, to your Circle of Influence podcast. We are so excited to have you with us today. I'm your co-host, Amy Walker. And I'm Dr. Monica Ogando. And I have a little bit of a rant that's been building. Go for it. So, um... Monica, I've been on social media for a long time. You've been on social media for a long time. We all know that there are sometimes your video goes out and it reaches people that were not your intended audience and they don't necessarily understand it, right? Mm -hmm. And it gets negative feedback. That is part of the game. But one thing that has been fascinating to me lately is that I, every time I make a video on leadership management in the sense of like how to hire, how to fire, what should be your red flags, things that, you know, you really need to have from your team members. I get tons of negative feedback from employees and it's always got this undercurrent of this assumption that it's us against them, that the management, the leadership is out to get them and that, you know, the bosses are always the problem. And I'm like, wow, these people must have been in some really negative work context to not be able to hear the intention, which is we're trying to create a great business where you love to work. And so as I was thinking about this, I was like, where did that, where does that start from where you create that toxic culture and you allow that to kind of flow into everything you do? And I think it's having bad boundaries between leadership and uh, team members. Mm -hmm. And so today I wanted to talk about a conversation, which is what are the must have boundaries for effective, efficient, productive leadership, Mm -hmm. um, for teams to really function and flow well, because the funny thing about it is I, I, like I had 12 people on one of my little shorts this week, be like, you're the red flag. This company's the red flag. I'd quit tomorrow. It's like, if you look at the history of my company and I I get it, like that video wasn't created for them. You can think whatever you want to think. You've seen me for less than 60 seconds, whatever. (laughs) I'm not going to lose sleep about it. But um, one of the things that it made me think through was I was like, how many of my employees have truly disliked working for me? And it's like less than a handful. Mm -hmm. And it's not that they were bad people. It's that we were a bad fit. Majority have really loved working for me. Mm -hmm. And, And it's not because I'm an amazing person or an amazing leader. It's because we have learned how to create a really good working environment. Yes. So people are happy, they're content, they don't, they don't feel like they're going to be thrown under the bus at any minute, or someone's going to steal their ideas and take credit, and they're not going to receive appreciation. Like, there's a context, and that context is based upon standards and boundaries and expectations. So let's dig into it. Okay, I love it. 
Well, I, I, it's a great segue because the boundary that I, it's like a, a non sequitur for me, not just in my business, but in any re- relationship that I participate in is that I must have honest and direct communication. Mm-hmm. I'm like the lawyer that will get a murderer off. I just need to know what I'm dealing with. I don't care if you did it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on your team. I want to help you, but I need to know, right? So for me, honest and direct communication is an absolute must. Uh, and I get that sometimes people have difficulty being vulnerable or expressing their need or they feel self-conscious about it. Say that you're self-conscious about it. Say that you're not ready to say, but mm. don't pretend that you don't have something to say. That, yeah. that to me, that throws me off center. And I'm like, I don't even know if I'm in a relationship with you. Do we go together? Are we friends? Do we collaborate? Like, what are we doing here? Because I, I don't know how to deal when I don't have honest and direct communication. So that's my like yeah. must have um, boundary in terms of an effective team and effective relationship in general, right? Um, yeah. Of course, the person who created Grace Talk Frameworks would say that, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, because I think that, Even when we have conflict, especially when we have conflict, and especially when it's hard communications or difficult conversations to have, it's especially important to be honest and direct. There's so much power. And we've we've seen it. When we see somebody else be vulnerable, we're like, oh, my God, that was amazing. But then Mm -hmm. when it's our turn to be vulnerable, it's like, no, 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 no. we don't want to do it. (laughs) No, they'll, they'll be just as receptive as you were when they were vulnerable, you know? Well, and in the power dynamic of employee or manager versus team member, you have to make sure everybody knows that you will receive it as well. So I remember in my early years when I was just getting started out, I would ask in my employee reviews, how can I be a better leader? And every single time I asked it, I felt nauseous and sick to my stomach because I wasn't secure in who I was as a leader and I was still figuring it out. And I was like, they're going to know that I don't know what I'm doing. And then they're going to tell me, and then I'm going to have to hear that everyone on my team knows I'm a fraud. You know, like I'd go through this mental thing and then I would ask the question and they would pause and be like, no one's ever asked me that before. I don't know how to answer that. Yeah. And I'd be like, well, think about it because I, you know, I'm, I'm really wanting to be a better leader and I would love to know how I can manage you better. And then later we'd move forward in the conversation. I didn't like force them, but we'd move forward in the conversation. Then they'd come back and they'd say, you know, I, I just thought of something. It would be really helpful if you could blah, 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 blah. And it was very rarely something that I couldn't give them. Sure. I mean, if it would be like, it'd be really, I'd really love for you to take me out for dinner every Friday night. I'd be like, oh, wow, I can't do that. You know, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it was like, it would be helpful if you could do this, or I would appreciate it if you could, you know, if we can handle this situation differently. And it was always stuff that was like, yeah, we can work on that. Yeah. And so that, um, you have to set the context because you can't ask someone to be vulnerable with you if you are not willing to put yourself in that role as well, where I am willing to hear whatever you need to tell me in all truth and honesty. If I'm going to expect that, I have to set the container that it really is going to be okay. And you're not going to get in trouble for giving me feedback. And I even have some team members who will be like, I have some feedback that you're not going to want to hear. Mm-hmm. And I need you to listen to me. And I'm like, okay, thank you for telling me because now that part of my brain that's like moving really fast, uh, I need to slow it down and I need to get into the part of my brain that's like, just receive. And it's never as bad as what I, I it, nothing is insurmountable if you're willing to listen with humility. So I love that one. That's a great one. That's awesome. Okay. 
So my second one is that I want, uh, I need everybody in my world to be proactive solution finders. There are a lot of problems in business. And I remember a phase of my business. I even used to say this, like I I remember saying at one point, like 80% of business is just being a problem solver. And that is because I let my team drop all of the problems into my lap. So literally 80% of my time was spent solving all the problems inside of the entire company. Mm -hmm. And then after a few years, I was like, I actually am tired of that because problems aren't that much fun. And I don't want them all. I I may be capable. I may be talented at handling them. I don't want them. And so I shifted things and I started talking about we are proactive problem solvers and innovative thinkers. And I started inviting my team to identify problems and come up with solutions and bring solutions to the table so that we are constantly innovating and we are constantly growing. And it makes for... It makes for happy leaders and happy team members mm-hmm. because team member, your soul withers away with uh, when you're just like pushing a button, right? Like you need challenge. You need to feel like you're creating and contributing and that there's opportunities for growth and that your uh, contributions are, are appreciated and validated and seeing that your ideas are turning into something mm-hmm. that is a really, uh, that's like, a big part of the equation for having happy team members. Yeah. Um, on the flip side of that is that as people are contributing more to the income growth in the company, there's a percentage of that that should go back to the people that are generating that growth. 100%. So when you have those two things going along together, I find that most team members are pretty happy. Yeah. Yeah. I I would agree with that as as well. Um, one of the ones that is important for me is uh, trusting that to your point about, you know, people need to know that you're available to receive feedback, whether positive or negative, et cetera. Um, assuming I'm going to be in my power, mm-hmm. assume that I am in my power and I am going to assume that you're in your power. And I'm not going to make assumptions about, oh, it's just difficult for her to express it. So I'm just going to do this for her, blah, blah, blah. No. I know that if you need something, you can ask. You can you you can put your big girl panties on and you can make a request or even make a demand or ask a question or set a boundary or whatever the case may be. I trust that. I assume that. And from there, then you might need to make a request of saying, I have a hard time asking for help. So I need you to step in, be more aggressive with this and da da da, da. And that's how you can support me. Okay, great. I could jump in. I'm not going to be overbearing, child. I know how to do it. <laughs> uh, it's not my default, but I know how to do it. I don't. I don't helicopter people. Um, and so, assuming that somebody is in my in their power, it helps. Even in sales calls, even when I am, uh, whether I'm interviewing a team member or whether I'm actually having a conversation with a potential client, um, always allowing them to be in their power to make their decisions, to state their needs, etc. It's just respectful. Right. Mm -hmm. And people can feel that you're not being condescending, that you're not being manipulative, that you're really just giving them the birth, the girth to be all of who they are. And it creates trust and permission for people to be in their fullness. Uh, Mm -hmm. When you take up your space and you be in your fullness and you make your requests and so forth, they they follow that lead. And so uh, for me, that's a that's a must have for productivity and effective leadership. Yeah. One of the things that you do so beautifully, Monica, is that when you say I'm showing up as all of me, um, it's the, 
I, I've seen this on a good and a bad, and I'm trying to like quantify what it is because I have, I had a conversation with a friend years ago. And she was telling me about all these problems she's having in her team and her team kept giving her feedback and her feedback was just in her response. It was like, this is me, take it or leave it. And so she kept having to replace and rehire and retrain. And she was complaining about this. And I was like, I'm going to be really honest with you right now. This is the law of equal effort. You will either put in the effort to listen to your team members and make the adjustments they're asking for, or you will put in the effort of continually hiring, training, and replacing people. And so which effort do you want to do? And she didn't, I mean, nobody likes that, right? Like nobody likes to realize that. But one of the things that you do, Monica, is when you're showing up in your best, you're also not diminishing the weakness. You're just like, you're willing to listen and learn and adjust. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the key is sometimes in our culture, we're like, well, this is just me. Take it or leave it. And it's like, it's, it's a little broken. It's like a true principle with a little, a little bit of lie underneath its belly. That is that we're, when we show up as all of us, it's not in a space of growth and vulnerability and a desire to create a good environment for everybody. It's like, we've got to coexist. Yeah. And so that means that when you have needs, your needs are valid in addition to my needs. And when we show up that way, it's like, we can get along. Yes. <laughs> And it's easier for me. I would much rather put in the effort of maintaining a great place to work than I would solving problems all the time. I don't right. like solving problems. Right. Yeah. Um, Especially the people problems because they hurt my feelings. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, well, that brings me to the next one, which is um, assuming positive intent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in a household where there were a lot of unspoken rules and unspoken requests and hints and passive aggressive digs and da, 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 da. And I vowed to myself, adult Monica, look at this six-year-old Monica and say, I will never. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, and so I have actually gone the opposite direction where it's like, I can smell the passive aggressive request and I am not <laughs> going to address it because you have a mouth. You can ask for help. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to rely on this passive aggressive thing, whatever, right? Um, but assuming positive intent for me requires that when somebody is doing that, when they're doing those digs, when they're doing the passive aggressive thing, assuming positive intent means, Monica, maybe that's all the tool they got. Mm-hmm. Don't assume that they're trying to be shady. Don't assume that they're trying to be a hater. Don't assume that they're trying to like, you know, stop you or, or sabotage you or whatever. Like maybe that's all they got. That is how they communicate. So help them out, yeah. girl. You got more tools. You got PhDs, you know? And so um, it also allows me some grace too. When, when I sometimes I'm stuck in my own ways to be able to say, okay, that's what I could do right there. I didn't mean any harm. I didn't mean, you know, whatever the case may be. And tomorrow is a better day, right? And so when I assume positive intent, it allows people to be able to receive feedback from me, but it also allows me to reinvent myself and to be able to say, um, okay, there's another way to look at this. Yeah. So we had an experience uh, a couple months ago because we we launched a new agency over the summer. Yeah. And um, it's been when we brought on a business partner mm-hmm. and um, merging big personalities and new talent on the team. And it was kind of like we merged two companies. And so anybody who's ever been through a merging of two companies, it's like you got them, you got us. And we had a meeting where everyone just came in hot. 
Like they came in hot. It broke down really fast. And so I called my partner the next morning and I said, we need to have a redirecting conversation. And I went in and I said, um, there was no reason for it to be that hot. Like we're on the same team. We, we're not fighting against each other. We're fighting with each other and we're fighting for. And so what's the context that you need? Because I know that your intention was because you want this company to be great. So right. what is the context that you need in order for our meetings to go really, really well? Mm-hmm. And, and I, then I had with the team member who had been, there's like partner and team member going to battle had the same conversation with the team member. And I was like, I know that your intention was to protect and preserve the amazing things you love about this company. And I know that you support where we're going. So what is it that you need in order to have these meetings be great and productive? Because I need everyone to show up as their their best selves. Mm -hmm. I know what your best selves look like. And I know that's not what I saw yesterday. So what are we going to do to have everybody show up as their best selves? And that assuming, because we could, I could have really easily, I remember that day when the meeting got done. I was like, what the what just happened here? Like, how did that all go so bad? And we spent so much time accomplishing so little because it was so charged. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. And I could have easily gone into like you, 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 you get it together. Instead, it was like, okay, I assume positive intent. I know that all of them are invested. I know that all of them are here because they choose to use their talents here. I know that we want all of them here because I see the greatness in each of them. So assuming that, how do we come together? And we had a meeting yesterday and I was like, uh, I just watching the progress of the team. I was like, okay, it's coming. It's like, everything is, you know, all of that process of like merging two companies. I'm finally Mm -hmm. feeling all of the synergy and finally seeing people really understanding and celebrating each other. And I, I just, that, that principle, you vocalized it so well. It's so important. I love it. Okay. Here's my, here's my next one or last one. I don't know. We'll see if I get more coming to mind, but, um, I'm allowed to take breaks and so are you. Um, So, um, (laughs) this is something that I think there's, let's be honest, you're, there's not enough transparency in most companies. And so in most companies, um, there's a lot of assumptions made where sometimes management is assuming that, uh, their team members are pushing the boundaries on being able to have time off and rest and lying about why they need time off and rest. And I'm like, why are you making them lie about needing time off and rest? Right. Like we all need time off and rest. But then there's this also assumption from team members that uh, the owners of the company are doing nothing. Um, and that they're not working or mm-hmm. they're always on the golf course. Or they're always doing this. Or they're always doing that. And the reality is that you can't know what is the work that they are doing. And I, as the business owner, am allowed to be human. I am allowed to need rest and I come back better and more innovative when I'm not. And I work super, super hard and I take vacations Mm -hmm. Um, and I want you to work super, super hard and I want you to take vacations and our vacations may look different or our time off may look different. Um, that's all okay. And we are allowed to do that. I remember early on as an entrepreneur, getting some criticism from my team where they're like, I'm in here working and you're painting your house. And I'm like, and I also worked and you saw me, you know, posting on social media with my newly painted rooms, Mm -hmm. but you didn't see me up at five in the morning 
getting in six hours of work before you were even in the office. Right. (laughs) See that. So let's just assume that we're all allowed to take breaks and we're all allowed to create life in a way that is going to allow us to be the most productive. I really like that one. I really like that one because it also speaks to the multidimensionality of of who we are as human beings. You know, we're not just this caricature that only in this department we're allowed to show up in a particular way. Yeah. Um, the uh, another one that I'll that I'll talk about is is that a must have boundary is to keep your eye on the result. There are some there are some results that don't require a lot of work from me. I'm not interested in how hard you work and how long you were at the office or whatever. I want to see the result, right? And so if the result took you 15 minutes, great, have enjoy the rest of your day or get a better result or you know whatever, right? Improve on, on what you've already built. Um, but sometimes we confuse activity with productivity and we think that because you've been at that activity for a long time, that that somehow um, gets a cookie. <laughs> You you don't get a participation trophy just by clocking in, child. We need results. (laughs) And so um, sometimes what gets in the way of that um, is to the point about multidimensionality. You may have something going on at home. And you just sometimes you just need to get that out before you can be like, okay, now I'm ready for this meeting. Now let's turn on the Zoom camera, whatever the case may be, right? Um, But when you can focus on what's the result that I'm getting, then you can be flexible on the approach. When we can, when we can be rigorous about the outcome, we can be flexible with the approach. And it yeah. doesn't have to take forever. You're not getting paid for forever. You're getting paid for progress and for results and for an outcome, right? You know, um, Melinda Emerson said once that in a small, in a big business, you need a lot of doers, but in a small business, you can't afford to have very many doers. Um, which are people who are just checking off tasks. You need people who are going to own their role and create results. And it was a shift of thinking for me because up until that point, I had been telling everybody what to do. I need you to do this, 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 and this. And then they were doing the things well. Yeah. And that was a shift for me. I was like, oh, this is the reason we are this small because I can only tell so many people to do so many things. And so then we started making that shift where it's like, this is your role. These are the the results that you're responsible for generating. I need you to go take care of that. Mm -hmm. And I want you to find the most efficient possible way to get it done. Um, Which means that, you know, like you said, if you can get the result, get to the result in two steps versus five, take two, you know, like let's make all of our lives easier, but this is the result that you have been hired to produce. So, um, you know, don't, don't ask me what to do. Um, if you're not sure how to get the result, ask me, how can I improve my results? And then we can talk about tasks that you can do to get there. Mm-hmm. But if somebody's like, what should I do? I'm like, you have a role. Yeah, <laughs> right. You, you, you know, you have a role. You know what that responsibility is. You know where you're going. So I, I just need you to take that and, and yeah. run with it. So yeah. love it. Ooh, this was some good stuff. It was juicy. I man. like it. Uh, we would love to hear from you guys. Was this helpful? Did you enjoy the conversation? What 
are your non-negotiable boundaries when it comes to leadership and creating just a a really wonderful environment for everybody, for team members, for the business owners, um, for your managers? How do you create those healthy boundaries that allows everybody to be successful? So share your ideas and we'd love to hear from you. I'm at Amy Walker Coach on Instagram and Monica is at Monica Ogando. And uh, we cannot wait to have you back again next time. Thanks so much, my friends. Thanks, everybody. See you soon.